0: 800 4531 754
2: That's 800-754-4531. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Well, it's Thursday here on this show. We got a lot to talk about here today. Last night, AW Dynamite, and it was the go home show for full gear. What did you think of the go home show for full gear? In particular, what did you think of the main event angle leading to full gear? I was not uh, sold on it, 100%. I thought that uh, as far as I go home promos for a pay-per-view, especially the, I think the biggest issue was this crowd. I mean, this crowd was just sitting there. I'm just begging them to cheer in that main event segment. And Moxley did a promo, and he seemed off of his game, and it was just—it uh, was weird. So we can talk about the whole show here today on the program. I got the full lineup as of now for the full gear show. Now ten matches for the show. Tony Khan did a press deal today and uh, did in fact make a change. The uh, Eliminator tournament is no longer ending at the pay-per-view. It's going to be ending on television, and so we've got a match removed. And, uh, apparently Ricky Starks uh, legitimately had been injured, which caused the, uh, I I figured it was a storyline injury that took him out of the show last week, because I can think of a lot of ways, a lot of reasons to do a storyline injury, which I can talk about a little bit later, but allegedly it was a real injury, so they pushed everything back, and uh, we'll tell you about that. We also got ratings, the Vince McMahon Vice documentary, which I am a part of, as well as Dave and others. We've got a a confirmed date for the airing of that on Vice. We've also got wrestlers returning, likely returning. One for sure and one maybe to WWE. AR Fox offered a contract, NXT TV ratings, and uh, plenty more. So we'll kick it off after the break. Stick around, everybody. Observer Live.
1: like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me but after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body they mean even more I take Ibrands, Palbocyclop.
2: Ibrand's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for postmenopausal women
0: or for men with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit ibrands.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs.
2: Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain.
0: to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number. 800-634-0482. 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
3: Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Full gear coming up on Saturday, and if you, I think it's Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. I was kidding. But anyway, uh Saturday's a show, and uh Dave's on vacation, but it was confirmed yesterday he's still doing the show anyway. Cause you know, we uh we hardcores, we don't take vacations. Real ones anyway. So we're gonna do the show on Saturday night. And uh for those of you that didn't sign up the other day for Twitch, now'd be a good time because our post pay-per-view show with myself and Dave will be streaming immediately after Full Gear on both YouTube and Twitch. This coming Saturday night, Twitch is free with Amazon Prime. Just sign up, twitch.tv slash F4Wvideo. Link your Amazon Prime account, and you can watch the show free on Saturday. And, of course, uh, videof 4 online.com, the YouTube channel as well, wrestlingobserver.com audio. But we'll be talking about all of the matches, and there's plenty to talk about. We've got the full lineup here. And there have been a couple of changes because Tony Khan spoke to the media For nearly an hour on Thursday, so I guess he was in a hurry to promote Saturday's Full Gear show. As usual, it says here, the questions diverted away from the pay-per-view itself. Well, yeah, that's what happened. Audio is up on our site at WrestlingObserver.com if you want to listen to it. Khan was asked about CM Punk's status and whether he knew what Punk was going to say during his all-out press conference. He couldn't comment on either but said he appreciated Punk's contributions. I guess you have to ask the question, but uh, let me me give you all a tip. He's not going to talk about CM Punk. He's not going to talk about the fight. He's never going to. So next time you have an hour to interview Tony Khan, if you don't want to deal with him saying, I can't talk about that right now, or I'm not going to talk about that, then don't ask the question. Because he's not going to talk about it ever. Okay? Same with Cody. If you want to know why Cody left AEW and what Tony Khan thinks about it, I'll save you the trouble. He's not going to talk about it. Okay? (laughs) Shall I go on? This isn't even like, You know, Woodward and Bernstein
4: with Deep Throat when they said, "Okay, after he dies, 10 years after that, we're going to reveal who Deep Throat was. And it ended up being Mark Felt. I know this is a very American political 70s thing to talk about. But there's not even an agreement like that with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. Not even that. Not even after one of them perishes will the other one even talk about what went down. But if you're doing your job, you have to ask the question. actually you 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 don't you don't. There there is but brian because you never know when somebody may actually answer the question and it's usually you shake your head but if you're doing again it depends on what the interview is for and in the context of it i think if you're asking news-based questions if you're trying to dig for uh, story you're trying to get information of course you're going to ask it and it's on tony khan to then say no comment now to get upset about that is a completely different story but also it context matters to bring it up at a time where it doesn't necessarily need to be brought up or you only have limited time or limited questions again maybe not the best use but to listen, say don't ever ask the question because no, he's never going to talk about it here's i think thing. is kind of silly
3: no listen it, it, you know if this you know 3 months ago ask the question but it has now been months and he's never going to answer the question, guys. It's a legal issue. There, there probably, there probably was something that everybody signed where they're never allowed to talk about it. So if you want to, go for it. But he's not going to answer. Okay. You know what the second question was, can you tell us about the investigation? You know what he said? I'm not going to talk. About the investigation.
4: But have you, is this the first time you've ever heard a press conference with anybody, whether it be coaches or politicians or anybody? These questions get asked and sometimes incessantly over and over again. So maybe in this case, just be happy it was only one of them at a time that it was happening. But this happens constantly.
3: It happens all the time. It happens. And so don't bother asking about it. If you want to waste your time Whatever, folks, whatever you do. If you want to waste your half hour with Tony Khan. If you want to waste some of your half hour with Tony (laughs) Khan, you can ask these questions and then you can complain about it later. Or you can just take my advice. Well actually Who's complaining about We we had a very public complaint about it uh, a few weeks ago.
4: But But that was a few
3: weeks ago, and again, that
4: kind of falls onto the person that then is upset with the answer that he got, but to answer the question in the way Tony Khan is doing it, or to ask the
3: question No, this is this is, is not that big of a deal. Because this person goes, dude has no idea how to run a company. He can't answer questions like a normal human. Actually, he is handling this like a normal human that all probably is, is under issue. an NDA. That's so all he he's can't got to say. Talk about it.
4: But Brian, that's all he's got to say. And anybody looking for a Maybe he can't even response. talk about that.
3: Yes, he can. Maybe he can't you even can say, say there's an NDA. I don't know if it's an well, NDA.
4: But uh, no, you don't even have to say that. All you have to say is we have a legal situation that we cannot discuss. That may bring up different questions about that legal situation, but that's those are the breaks. That's how it goes. Now, for somebody to get upset about how he answers that again that's on them Uh, you know and i can't i don't know who did it i can't i I don't recall who did it or what the issue was but i mean that that's silly in itself but just as silly as to say don't ask the question or i don't like how he's answering the question i mean those are both silly things to me
3: well i'm gonna move on okay i'm gonna note (laughs) he's never gonna answer this question okay i'm just trying to help some of you i don't care I'm not going to ask. Who, the are question, you ever. Future, who are you helping? Ever, future, future. You know who I'm. You know I'm helping. Oh yeah. Okay. You say no, journalist. No, let me tell you, I'm helping. Please. Saturday, there's going to be a post show scrum. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, by the way, I don't know how long it's going to be. Silly. But I can tell you, if you ask him these same questions at the post show scrum, you are wasting your question. <laughs> And you are wasting your time. Do you understand me? They'll all be asked Thank like you. Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live.
4: Hey, Tony, remember that match from earlier? That was awesome.
3: Asked about FTR <laughs> not being on Saturdays. By match. the way, that's not a scrum. Con City a has scrum a lot of talented... comes after
4: the press conference. A it's a press conference he's he holding.
3: He said, believe me, I tried in regards whatever, to an FTR Briscoes match. Yeah, the Briscoes are not allowed on, on uh, TBS or TNT. So a decision will be made about Ring of Honor's direction and TV future after next month's final battle. He remains bullish on Ring of Honor, citing recent title matches and their success on pay-per-view this year. That's a good question. What's going on with Ring of Honor? Are they going to get television? That's a good question here. There's another good question. Will there be another Owen Hart Foundation tournament in 2023? He said yes, there will be. He was asked about Mercedes Martinez. That's a good question. He said, well, she is clear to return you're Such a gimmick. as of this past God, Wednesday. No, I'm not. Gimmick. I'm helping yes, everybody. You are. He's, he was asked about the uh, show Saturday, and he said it will end at, quote, a reasonable time, <laughs> and that it would be a, quote, tight wrestling show. Well, good. That means not a lot of stupid video packages to waste everybody's time. He said Double or Nothing was laid out differently due to the Boston Celtics-Miami Heat NBA Playoff Game 7 and with the show being on the West Coast. But that is not an issue this time around, so it's just going to boom, 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 boom. Then he said, the finals of the World Title Eliminator Tournament were moved to Wednesday in Chicago due to Ricky Starks' legitimate injury changing things. The Starks' Archer winner Friday will face Brian Cage on Saturday's buy-in show. Now, here's what I get out of this, all right? What I get out of this is that Ricky Starks is going to the finals, okay? Now, maybe he's not, but you had all of this booked and planned out to end at the pay-per-view. So if Ricky Starks was not going to be in the finals on the pay-per-view, then if he's injured, you do the injury angle and you replace him or somebody gets a buy or whatever, and then you have the match you were going to have at the pay-per-view. But they're not doing the show at the pay-per-view. Which tells me that Ricky Starks and Ethan Page is almost certainly going to be the finals of this tournament. Now, I, uh, well, I'll talk about it after the break, but I thought it was a worked injury because there's actually a really easy storyline based on what they did. But it turns out they're not doing that, so this must be legitimate. We'll get into that after the break, Observer Live.
1: Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. They actually had an easy storyline here for all Ricky Starks when they uh, delayed that a, a week. That made the whole tournament uh, not work out, timing-wise. And so what they could have done is... So we've got to have Ricky Starks and Lance Archer first. And then Brian Cage faces the winner of that, right? In the semifinals. And then the winner faces Ethan Page. So if they would have done the finals on the pay-per-view, then they could have done the story where, because of his injury, Ricky Starks had to wrestle Friday and beat Lance Archer. He would have to wrestle Brian Cage on the pre-show tomorrow, and then he would have to wrestle Ethan Page on the actual pay-per-view. So he would have to do three matches in two days to win the tournament, two matches in one day, and, of course, you know, he'd have to go through Archer, who's a giant, Brian Cage, who's a giant, and Ethan Page, who is a giant. And so essentially, it would be, A, a great story if he ran through all those giants and won at the pay-per-view, or if he's not going to win, it's actually a better out for him to go through one giant, go through another giant, but man, he just can't get that third giant in, in two days, as opposed to... Well, now we're delaying it. He's going to have a match here, a match on the pre-show, and then he gets a rest before. So I think that they should have done it that way. Either way, it would have been better for, for Ricky Starks. But maybe they figured that if, because, he, because he is coming off some sort of injury, we don't want to risk him doing three matches against three Giants in two days. But uh, I like I knew- my idea better
4: doesn't look like it's in the cards, but I love the idea of an MJF title defense, one of his first feuds being against Ricky Starks. Um, If you decide to go with MJF being an island unto himself, you can still have Ricky Starks win and still have Ethan Page go after him or vice versa. If it's a situation where after Saturday night we see MJF standing with William Regal or something like that, I mean, there's different... There's different ways you could kind of try to play this thing, although I'm surprised. I don't know. The addition of Ricky Starks into a tournament like this and not winning it is kind of the same to me as a, I know a lot of people are looking at Bandito. Couldn't have anybody have been in this tournament other than Bandito for Ethan Page to beat, and you could have showcased Bandito in a different way. So I'm not sure exactly where they're going with this story, Ricky Starks, but I, I would hope that the promotion has heard fans you know especially recently you know with starks coming back and people want to see him they want to see hobbs they want to see wardlow there's some people that they they do want to get into so we'll see how this goes with the firm obviously you'll get into aew later on in more detail i'm not sure if that was the if it's
3: hitting on all cylinders in the way they'd like it to but we'll see guys listen i don't want to get in this giant thing again okay Ethan Page is a big dude. I know this. I roomed with him after an indie show once. He's a big dude. Okay, he's not the big show. But get back to me when you see Ricky Starks in the ring with Ethan Page. It will be a big man versus little man match because Ethan Page is bigger than you think. Clearly. What is it? Ethan Page and John Moxley
4: are two great examples of deceptively big I, I don't know why that is
3: you know it's not I like don't they're... I mean I don't either but that Ethan Page is a big dude he's not, yeah he's he's not a little guy but uh, well no he's I not the know. yete hes yeah, he's not Ron Reese no not Ron, Ron Reese Ron. for the love of God. <laughs> Hey, look! I mean, look
4: at—he's. It's not easy to get those dudes up there on that second turnbuckle and do that—that uh that ego's edge that he does. I mean, so I don't know. He got Eddie Kingston up there. Eddie Kingston's fall last week from it was a little rough, but I can't put that on Page.
3: Yeah, this guy says Chuck Taylor's another big dude. He's deceptively tall. But don't tall. you dare don't call him big. a giant. We'll have problems. He's, he's no Captain Insano. All right, so the original plan for the Survivor Series Men's War Games was to involve Kevin Owens, but he has an MCL sprain. There's a big story up on the front page, but as of as of now, I'm pretty sure he's on SmackDown tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure that he is going to be in the match. And uh, the word was he was hobbling around and hurting. But uh, one of the keys here is it is War Games, and there's a lot of guys in there. And depending on when you put him in there... I don't want to say he can hide him, but you know he can be choked on the ropes for a long time and neck stepped on or whatever while everyone else is doing a lot of the work. I think they want him in there. I don't know. I don't know this for sure. This is just all speculation on my part. But it is it is the bloodline with Sammy versus another team with Kevin, and I think I feel that ultimately this is all leading to Sammy and Kevin beating. The Usos for the tag team titles, maybe even at that February show that they're doing in—I think it's February in Montreal, I think—but um, so they could they could uh, very easily. There's a lot of things you can do in this war games. I think it's too early because everyone loves this gimmick, but you know, if Sammy screwed something up and Roman ended up getting pinned because they're doing pinfalls in this uh, in this deal, and that sets up Roman Reigns versus Sheamus, and then they boot. Sammy out. They beat him down. Kevin makes the save and you set up for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I mean, there's actually a lot of time between now and that pay-per-view so you may have to drag it out more, but I I have a feeling that this is all going to work together in a story.
4: I believe so too, and I I don't know when you want to pull the trigger on Uso's against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But I would love that to be a WrestleMania match. It feels like a WrestleMania match, but if circumstances dictate it has to happen sooner, You know that as a key cog in the Royal Rumble, on the Royal Rumble, isn't going to be a bad thing either. And frankly, it's not like you couldn't do that match again at WrestleMania. Have the Usos, have Solo Sokoa, have Paul Heyman. Somebody get involved every time out, drag it out a little bit, and then you get that big match at WrestleMania.
3: Uh, let's see here. This person notes, uh, the only problem with Sammy and KO teaming is that betraying the bloodline would be a, he's not betraying the bloodline. It's an accident. He accidentally costs the bloodline the match. They blame him. They turn on him. They beat the heck out of him.
4: And that's not something that has to happen right away, too. Again, you can. There's ways to do this and drag it out without, you know, upsetting the Alpha Card here too much. I mean, they still. If the if the idea is Sheamus next, I can't see them kicking Sammy out and having two concurrent things going on with Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. I just not not in that type of way. I just don't see it happening right now.
3: All right, we got the ratings, and uh, these are the ratings for uh, for NXT. 663,000 viewers on the USA network, almost identical to last week's 664 18 to 49 26th on cable with a with a 0.17. You know, it's funny, the the viewership is down, but that's not a bad demo for, for NXT. T. It's actually pretty good, but they still ranked uh, 26th and uh up 13.3 percent from last week it's the highest nxt demo since october 18th so uh fourth best of 2022 so far so man maybe it was that mandy match they thought she was gonna lose and then she didn't they got yeah, us I got the-
4: the women 18 to 49, that was like the the big story because they were up some incredible amount. I know Paul Fontaine has it on the front page. I think Russell Nomics said it, it it averaged out up over the last 70% percent in women. Yeah, like 63% over what they've been doing the past month. So that's, you know. I think whatever. that
3: was because of uh, handsome Braun Breaker and rugged manly Von Wagner. You think it was Von Wagner? No, I don't. I don't know why. Bro, listen, let me tell you something. Actually, Listen, hold on, because that may have been actually the on. highest rated quarter. I don't want to be one of those guys who comes out here and tells you that Nielsen's inaccurate and the ratings are BS and all that. Because if you track them, if you track the ratings, it is, it is largely consistent, okay? But I do look at these quarters, and I do look at these demos. And every now and then, it's like, okay, three extra women watch this week. Because it's just, every now and then, there's something totally random. And in fact, uh, I think it was NXT last week. So, NXT last week is just like, you know, this slow, steady decline. But then, they had two quarters that just jumped up above 700,000. And I'm like, okay, well, what was everybody interested in? And then when you actually looked at the two quarters there were two of those totally nothing happened in random quarters where there's a commercial, there's a quick backstage, there's a video package, there's a short interview. It's like there was nothing, nothing in this segment that anybody should have tuned in for. But it was a random jump up to 700,000, and then it came back down. When things like that happen, it's like, okay, in general, the average of the two hours, everything like that, that I'm sure that's largely accurate, but that those two spikes, it was like
4: but Brian, some family you know what?
3: turned on the show for longer than usual or something. It did it again this
4: week, because I think the quarters you're talking about last time around were like six and seven or something like that, or five and six. It was well, five and six. W- five and six. Well, this week, six jumped up to 694,000 people up from 657. Now, that was the, that was the contract signing was going on there. But when you look at it, it just—it's kind of random. You would think the bump would have come at nine, but it didn't. It came no. at nine fifteen, and their overrun actually gave them a little bit of a boost too, since that was over
3: seven hundred thousand. Well, the overrun should always be up. I mean, if your overrun is should down, you—your segment died, because you have all the people tuning in for the next show, plus everybody watching your show. And I've seen overruns that have died, and it's baffling. AEW that happened last time they had that overrun. Back in a moment of super live.
0: That's 800-943-2153. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage, egg, and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. (sighs) Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal.
1: Limited time only at
4: participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount not valid for all car to combo price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: All right, very quickly before we do Dynamite, I do want to say one thing that I largely agree that there's not much of a point hyper-focusing on week-to-week ratings, okay? You should look at the overall trend over several months. But I do look at them every week because sometimes there is something to learn from the week-to-week numbers. But it's it's usually on a show like SmackDown, for example. The more viewers you have, the more accurate the ratings are going to be since it's a sample. So, for example, if you look at the SmackDown ratings, they're they're in, they're very, very consistent week to week. And so if you have a show that's doing 2 million viewers and you look at the quarters and there's a quarter that does 3 million, something definitely happened there and it was not an aberration because you had 2 million people watching and it's a much larger sample size. When you get down to, like, the wow ratings... The, or glow or whatever it is. What? What? What's wow? The, wow. Yes. When you get to the wow ratings, and it's like you know, this week they did thirty-two thousand viewers, and then this week they did one hundred eighty thousand viewers. You should not be looking at it going, wow. What did they do this week to go from thirty to one hundred eighty? What they did was like one person left the TV on during wow, because the sample size is so small that like three people can make a massive difference. So, you know, the the shows like, you know, Rampage, which does under 500,000 and, you know, some of these wows and impacts and everything like that, you can see giant fluctuations, whereas once you get to, um, once you get to, uh, you know, SmackDown level numbers and even Raw when they're above, you know, 1.8 million or whatever, you're going to pretty much get a pretty consistent number and you're going to be able to look at trends week to week. Now. Well, before you do that, can I just set everybody's
4: mind at ease to this deal with the – because I saw it come up about the NBA and TNT and all that sort of stuff and David Zaslav. We, we we don't need the the NBA. They could need the NBA. And the fact that TNT actually has the inside the NBA crew signed up for a 10-year deal that was done in October – um i don't i would not think that that's you know a, a death sign or anything like that but i know everybody wants to tie everything back to what may happen with aew but i don't know if they're really going to jettison basketball or that's just something he decided to tell investors
3: all right so this uh let's do this uh review quickly i'll have more with Vinny tonight actually when we have 90 minutes to review both shows but uh, the opener was a fun match claudio and brian danielson beat chris jericho and sammy guevara when Claudio submitted, tap, 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 Chris Jericho in the middle of the ring, which builds up their four-way coming up at the pay-per-view. It was a very fun opener, liked the match a lot, good stuff. We had a Darby video where uh, Sting alerted us that he will be there at the pay-per-view, which led to the announcement of the Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen match at Full Gear. I'll go over the full card here in a moment. We had Swerve Strickland beating Anthony Bowens with the JML driver in the middle of the ring. Thought the match was good. Uh, one of the big... There were, there, were, uh, there were highs and lows on this Dynamite, as we'll get to. But one of the things that I really appreciated that not a lot of people mentioned, actually, was if you've been watching this show of late, uh, dude, interference, 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 like match after match after match. Very little of that on this show. Opener, clean finish. This match, clean finish. As we'll get to as we get on, more clean finishes. So simple challenger beating a champion to set up a tag match at the pay-per-view. We had a great Samoa Joe heel interview, and he is interrupted by Hobbs, who wants to beat him up. And then Wardlow comes out. They have a three-way brawl. The geeks run out to to get everybody out of there. Wardlow hits a giant flip-dive over the top onto the pile, jumps in the ring, He's beaten up some security. He stands tall. They are doing a three-way at the pay-per-view. And we had this Britt Baker promo. I could talk about this more tonight, but... Total, 100% babyface promo by Britt Baker. This was not a great crowd, but you could hear them. She cut this promo, and they were cheering her as the essential... She's essentially the hometown face of this company's women's division... Facing one of the faces five years ago of the uh, competition's women's division, who basically came in and said, you ain't nothing if you've never been to WWE, which was a huge misstep. And now we've got essentially, you know, Britt Baker representing this company against the outsider, and it'll be very interesting for a lot of reasons what happens in this match on, on Sunday. Because, you know, Soraya, she noted that she really didn't get cleared until Halloween. It's the 17th. She's been cleared for 18 days. She hasn't been in the ring in five years. I guess maybe she's been doing some training. But, you know, why would she be training in the ring if she was under the impression she was never going to wrestle again? So there's a lot of stuff. This is going to be, you know, she mentioned she'd be under a microscope. Will she ever for this match Uh, on Saturday? Death Triangle beat Top Flight and AR Fox. How A.R. Fox ended up in a championship match after never appearing on Dynamite, I don't know, but I was glad he was there. Well, he's trained a lot of the wrestlers. Because he was great. And he was offered a a contract afterwards. Because, you know, they need talent. So, anyway, I expect he'll be signed.
4: Actually, well, go ahead.
3: And then afterwards, uh, Pac cut a promo on unnamed individuals. But then the graphic appeared on the screen. They made the big announcement. The Elite is back. They are challenging for the trio's titles at the pay-per-view. And after the graphic appeared, Pac can now mention them by name again. The Elite has returned. And they are not Wayward Sons. They also have not wrestled in months. Although, I would not be the least bit surprised if this is far and away the best match on the pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. Ethan Page and Bandito. This is not because of me, but I can't help but notice that that Bandito match on Rampage, they gave that bloke nothing, and then he stole a win. And I thought, my God, you spent all this money on this guy, and that's, well, he lost here. Clean, by the way. But holy smokes, they made this guy look like a million bucks. He looked awesome in this match. He's got charisma you know, coming out of his ears. He's doing moonsaults off the post. He's doing his power spots. He was awesome. But it was not to be. Ethan Page pinned him and is moving on to the uh, to the finals of this tournament. Saraya does a promo. You can see that everybody is now self-conscious about what happened last week on the show. Her promo essentially, I don't want to talk anymore. Let's just wrestle on Saturday. And she walks out. So that was the end of that. Tony Storm beat Anna J. Not good. Thankfully, not long. She beat her. Jamie Hayter hits the ring. They have the stare down. And that is the segment. And then this main event segment with John Moxley and MJF. So it was not very good. And the crowd was absolutely I mean, they weren't absolutely dead. But they they reacted to this like they did not care about this match at all. So Moxley comes out, and uh, Moxley is a absolutely fantastic promo. But he's one of those guys where, you know, he needs to fully understand the story, where they're going, and everything, and then he weaves all of that into his promos. If you recall, when he was champion uh, before. He would do these these promos where he would essentially tell you exactly what was going to happen at the pay-per-view. And then it happened. He did this for, like, four straight pay-per-views or something like that. This guy looked like a guy who has no idea what's going on. He came out to cut this promo. And he's trying to explain the storyline with MJF, CM Punk, MJF disappearing, coming back as a babyface, being given a chip. But now he's a good... He is just... He can't do it. And he looked flustered, and he screwed up some lines. Although my favorite screw-up was just, he delivered it so great that it actually made it even better. But uh, when he couldn't figure out what day the pay-per-view was, he, just, he had no idea. And apparently Pock did a tweet, and he had no idea what day the pay-per-view was either. So anyway, oh, my God, if he would have said
4: asked MJF what the date was and MJF said it and then Moxley goes, well, yeah, of course, because
3: I got to watch it live. That's what would have made the day. So uh, then then uh, Stokely comes out and. You know, the. uh, Oh, man, I need I need a lot of time tonight to talk about this, but regardless, he comes out and he goes after him and his guys go after MJF. So then, of course, I'm sorry, they go after uh, Moxley. So MJF, now I'm John Moxley. So they go after MJF, then, which tells you a lot about this storyline. Then, no, they go after Moxley! Damn it! So they go after John Moxley. MJF comes out to make the save. He doesn't get a great reaction coming out. He starts beating these dudes up. He gets in the ring, and I can't say it's crickets, but it's close. And so he's like, come on, everybody! He's trying to get them all fired up. Which, to his credit, they did start getting a little bit fired up at that point. And then he threatens uh, Stokely's crew. And then he cuts a promo on Moxley. And even though we've been led to believe that he's a babyface, he then cuts a promo where he already has dropped the line The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing the world he didn't exist. And he tells Moxley, the devil will be there on Saturday. So, like, when this was over, I was like, bro, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And before, I didn't know what was going on. But the way that it had been up to this point, I was like, I kind of like that I don't know where they're going because there's like a lot of different ways that they could go. But this one, I was like so baffled at the end of it. And then you add in the crowd. And then you add in Stokely, which now makes the people distrust MJF even more. And the whole thing was like, wow. And then Moxie drops the line about, Sunday, is it Saturday? What day is the pay-per-view? <laughs> and they have to explain to him what day the pay-per-view was. And then they have the face-off, and I just was like, wow. What a segment that was. Yeah. Lenny here says you're all overthinking this, and as a result, you're spinning it. No, we're not overthinking this. The whole thing is overbooked right now. That's the problem. And I know it's overbooked because John Moxley can't make sense of it. And that's like his strong point is making sense of these storylines in his promos, and he could not make sense of this in his, in, his, uh, in his promo. So, no, it's not us that are overthinking all of this. The thing is overcomplicated right now. And we'll see what they end up doing at the pay per view. Are you all right over there? Did we lose Mike? Oh there you are. Yep. Comcast.
4: Comcast is in the area, thankfully for them. Damn this Comcast. But uh yeah, well.
0: Of course I read the chat. Hey, look, I read the chat
4: uh, the whole time. Go ahead. Uh I know we're almost out of time here, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, look, we have two uh, you can echo what you said on the the overbooking of the whole deal with the main event. This is how I would save Britt Baker and Soraya, because that was just ridiculous. And frankly, Britt Baker should be a baby face anyway. Jamie Hayter and Soraya as a team. I don't know if you want to keep Rebel with Britt Baker so you can have her and Soraya play off each other, but I think that that's probably the best way to go. Tony Storm beats Jamie Hayter cool okay fine maybe uh something happens where brit does something and it backfires or something like that but that promo was ridiculous frankly again under the circumstances unless soraya is going heel there was no reason to let brit get a receipt i don't think soraya went out there with the intention on burying brit and then to do this if brit's going to be a baby face it just doesn't really make any sense at least well, to me
3: we're gonna do a break Talk about this more afterwards. Comcast holds up. Which apparently it did not. Observer Life.
0: I think it's
1: do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine?
0: How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing, to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800 514 140521 That's 800 You are
2: listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Elber is here. Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Rampage Friday. These are not spoilers because they haven't been taped yet. Eddie Kingston. And Ortiz. will Face. Takeshita. And June Akiyama. Holy smokes, that's happening. Ricky Starks. Lance Archer. Title Eliminator Tournament Match. Hook will face lee moriarty for the ftw title and madison reigns back in the ring again facing athena what's going on with athena where's the kingdom been i got a lot of questions i don't have answers for what are you doing over there you all right yeah why did you faint no i'm listening to you look like you fell asleep on the microphone that's happened listening to you. Well, that's disgusting. You notice know on that, that uh pop filter right there, you just rubbed it all over your eye? You wake up tomorrow and your eye's the size of a what golf ball. What are you talking ball. about? That's disgusting. I,
4: I didn't what are you what are you talking about? You were about?
3: sitting there like this. I'm
4: not rubbing my head against the microphone. Now my eyes are
3: weird. Here.
4: Now I'm rubbing the head on the microphone. You
3: know what we've had is nothing but problems with the microphone and your cable, and now you're hitting your own head with it. I didn't hit my own head with it, I rubbed it up against there. Clearly, we got nothing you know, more Brian to talk Danielson about. Brian Danielson, myself with the I've run out hurt. of material. So I'm going to wrap it up because it's my show. But don't forget tonight. It is. Brian and Vinny show talking AEW and NXT. Tomorrow we'll be back. I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow, but it's Friday. So we'll preview full gear again and uh, maybe open them phone lines because that's always a good time. See you next time, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.